Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, Hello. Rob, the old guy. From the world-famous Rob Charney Show. And who the fuck is this? It's Ryan Preston, ladies and gentlemen. What up? <laughs> What's up? Pops out out of the ethereal or rises from the grave, whatever, you know, metaphor fits. Well, he could have been here last week if he answered the phone. Well, no, he answered the phone. Actually, he called in. I we did answer the phone. I tried to call back and no big answer. No, we weren't going to answer yeah. at that point. It was too late. We got we got your alternate on, and she was better than you. So, James. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I'm surprised you just called me this week. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we can't have her go on. What, you got to go with what sells, y'all. Yeah, I guess, huh? To the to the six I people can't who listen. <laughs> yes, you can. So this this segment of the show is uh, brought to you by CCWCA, Alberta County's number one firearm safety training and CCW classes since 1987. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the Alec Baldwin incident. And I was, I was going to say, this better segue into the obvious. It, it is. And the, the reason why I'm bringing it up is, is not to point and laugh at Alec Baldwin, even though if you actually watch no. the, the- I could care less about Alec Baldwin. It's just the family of the, the lady who died. That's the family that I feel sorry about. So I mean, look, really, let's, let's be, you know, before I probably start making some, some off-color jokes about it and whatnot, like, like the- I, I like Alec Baldwin as an actor. I always have liked that ever since The Shadow. And there's no reason I would like that movie. Hey, that movie's um, awesome. Shut up. It is an awesome movie, and I'll probably watch it later. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, 30 Rock, um, uh, his, his role in like stuff like The Departed. I mean, the last dozen years, he's really put together some, some amazing stuff. But, you know, regardless how, how you feel about him as a person or, or whatever, his political views and stuff, which apparently people pay attention to, and he's an actor, so why do I care? Um, it's a tragedy. It's an absolute horrifying tragedy that this happened. That being said, let's talk some shit. Well, every, <laughs> you know, every time this happens, the, the, the same thought always runs in my head that the actors don't physically check the weapons. Every time, no, like the with, with Brandon Lee, that didn't happen, and or they didn't ask questions. Hey, well, it, you know, like if if I put this to my head, like basically, what are the, what are, what could happen if this goes off near my so head? Just to explain the for for those who don't know or remember the Brandon Lee circumstance was they okay. Just to clarify, there's two types of quote prop guns, and I'm using, I mean, just all the qualifiers when I say quote prop guns. There is guns that are made specifically, like you take a real gun and you obstruct the barrel in a specific way to make a gun that is only made to fire blanks, okay? Um, it was semi-automatics, it's different, but with, with revolvers is, is the most common one. Um, with these sorts of things, you just, you can obstruct the barrel. And there's reasons where you might want to use uh, uh, what was referred to a lot of the times as a dummy round, just a, uh, an inert primer and no powder. So you can see the, the, the bullets sticking out of the, the, the cylinder or even sometimes down the barrel, and you can see it there. What had happened with Brandon Lee is they had removed the powder um, from the round. You take the, the, the slug out, you remove the powder, but they didn't take out the primer. They didn't, you know, sometimes they'll switch out the primer with something inert, but they left the primer in there and... Um, Somewhere in the filming, it had gone off. 
Okay, like it, like somebody had pulled the trigger, and it was really just there for the aesthetic, so people can see. Oh, here, look, there's a bullet going in. But they had already dummied the round, didn't take the primer out. The primer goes off and has just enough uh, um, charge in it to expel the, the the slug, but not enough to get it out of the <clears throat> barrel. It just goes halfway into the barrel. So then later on, during the second scene, they pull that same gun back out and they load it with a blank charge, which for movies, it's like maybe like um, uh, actually, Rob, I don't know how familiar you are with, with uh, blanks. What do you say? Like maybe like a quarter of the powder? It'd be less than that. Maybe even less than that. Yeah. But you still have gunpowder and a blank, which is, you know, if, if anybody can picture a bullet, take a bullet, take the nose out of it and just crimp the edge down to hold the powder. In. That's all the blank is. Um, the projectile that was actually in the barrel of the gun coupled with the blank behind it you just turned it into a bullet. Now, not the yeah. most powerful bullet in the world, but shot at point blank, more or less, the way Brandon Lee was, resulted obviously in his death. Um, what I'm hearing on the reports about this one is there was a flat-out flat live round in that gun. And this 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 goes back to my, my, yeah. my thing that I'm always curious. Every time I read about this is... Like nobody checks. Like maybe it's just, this is my cognitive bias because I've been around firearms literally my whole life. So it's, you know, you're checking, you're asking questions. How do you do this? So it, it always surprised me that that if that this was me, the order of operations would have been, okay, here's a gun, check it. Something looks off. Like I just naturally don't trust when people hand me firearms. Yeah. And, and Why so would you? that, <laughs> so that kind of, that, that bothers me. And then you hear stories about the armorer and I don't, I think it was a woman. I don't remember the person's name. It was it was a woman, and I can't remember her name either, but she was the daughter of a very, very famous um, Hollywood armorer. You know, somebody who's been around that game for a long time, which, okay, maybe even if this is your first sort of, uh, you know, uh, time at the, at the helm, so to speak, of uh, being the one, you know, in charge of it all, it's still something should have been second nature to her at that point, probably been around guns her whole life also. And I did read somewhere this, she said she was uncomfortable or she was nervous. And then usually for me with, especially firearms, uh, the old guy can, can vouch for that. If you're nervous that your first thing is, okay, let's step back. What are you nervous about? You know, cause with firearms, there's no second chance. See, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I mean, I, if I'm nervous, if I'm not nervous and you hand me a gun, I'm going to, even if I watch you check it, now this is just, you know, any any uh, uh, gun enthusiast or gun owner hopefully should know this. Um, somebody, even if you watch me check the gun and I hand it to you, first thing you should do is check the gun. So if you hand me a gun, even though I respect and, and know you guys, um, I would check it again. So, you know? And if I'm nervous, I swear to God, I'm checking it three times. So I, I, I'm curious, I'm, I'm curious to see what the reason I brought it up is because we're so pro firearm in the show and this is such a tragedy. Not only is this a time to, to mention a company, at least in my local area that helps train people, does CCWs and anything with revolving firearms to find some, so if you're curious of firearms, find some place in your local area that can educate you. Uh, even if you, you're wondering, you don't like guns, but Hey, you're asked, okay, how did this happen? What are the safety uh, steps involved? Um, use this as an opportunity to get to know firearms because this was a tragic, this was a tragedy and this will play out 
for many years to come. I, I, I think the Brandon Lee incident lasted, the, the, the court cases and all the discovery, it lasted for years, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> Once something, something like this occurs, there's usually changes within, uh, in this case, in the film industry as, as to how firearms are handled and checked. In this particular case, um, I think there was more than just the armor. Uh, who was in charge of making sure certain things were certain ways. The gun that was handed, supposedly handed to him, according to um, the search warrant documents that were, were brought up already to some of the different news organizations, basically saying that he was handled what they called, <laughs> handed what they called a cold gun. Uh, so the parlance in the movie industry is basically that there's nothing in this gun. When it's cold, there's there's nothing. There's no blanks. There's no anything. It, you know, it should have been. So the mistake was made there as well as my, my big question is how did a live round get mixed in with a lot of guns? So with that said about uh, some movie guns, there, there's a fair amount of misconception that the guns that are a lot of times they're using these movies are, are blank style gun, in which they're really not. They're actually... Uh, full functioning firearms, and in yeah. this case, uh, a lot of the single action Western style guns that are handed, they're full functioning firearms. And yeah. so, somehow, in some way, uh, a live round uh, got mixed into the, the batch here. And how that happened, I, I'd sure like to know because now, head, heads would, I, would roll if it was up I, to me. Yeah, now a couple of things. One, I would imagine that, that gun safety rules changed if they weren't already kind of hardcore in place already changed significantly after the Brandon Lee Crow incident, you know, one would imagine that would have been the only incident that anybody ever needed on a gun set to make sure it never happened again. Um, yeah. but, uh, new information I found out today. And, and apparently this is sort of corroborated by uh, uh, multiple people involved in the production was that gun was used. Um, I don't think primarily, but it was um, people had taken it like the previous day or so to like target shoot. Oh, great. Like at the, at the actual range. Because I'm thinking to myself, why on earth would there be a live round anywhere near that film set? There'd be no reason. So where did you read that today? No, I'd heard it on a report from a, from a, a, a gun channel, um, wow. you know, kind of who I guess it had got a hold of, of a part of an affidavit, you so, know, probably from one of the crew members. Unbelievable. I, uh, I, w I read up about this years ago about the, so apparently what happens well, there's an armor is usually an FFL. They're, they're his guns or something like that. And the last time I read into this, this said the end all to be all is the armor is the license carrier, the person who owns the firearms. He said the liability lands on them and them alone. From what I read, I don't know if it's still the same way, but basically everything is on the person's shoulders. And so my question is if if the, the, the armorer who holds the insurance, if the f firearm got away from him, A, the person's probably going to lose their license, but B, is the person culpable for not only taking the firearm, but introducing a live round? Because I'm surprised that that would have been uh, that would have been allowed. Like, how like, would are you, are you saying? Is it tantamount to like negligent homicide kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder. I mean, I I would imagine because really, I mean, it it should have never it should have never happened. Now, I mean, if, shit. If I'm if I'm the armorer, I'm calling like two meetings, literally of the same <clears throat> thing of gun safety. 
Now, like, it's like, hey, listen, my job is to make sure that these are always safe when they're handed to you. But that being said, I never, ever want you to take my word for it. You know, um, I've taken my girlfriend shooting and she does not like guns, like really not a fan at all. And the reason I took her was like, hey, look, I have guns and I don't want you to be nervous around them. And if you're ever in some weird circumstance and now i'm just you know obviously being hypothetical but if you're in some weird circumstance where you come across one i want you to know that that you can be safe handling it you know and even if you don't like shooting it that i mean that's almost beside the point just look if i hand this to you you know you know what to do to make yourself feel safe and make everybody around you safe well, it's basic, basic firearm yeah. safety. So I, I didn't want to hammer this. And I found that, well, I found the article that Ryan's talking about, and it says that the, um, that the same gun that killed Hutchins had been used early in the day by crew members as they went plinking. Oh, God. So they didn't go to a range or anything. It just sounds like they were on the set, walked off with that gun, and went target shooting at stuff. So and the, then brought it back and set it with pictures. So yeah. the the question, yeah. The, so the question I still have was the armorer okay with it, or did they just abscond with a firearm? Because if they did that, they might have just abscond with a firearm, and then it's negligent homicide. That's what it's sounding like. Yeah, no, I mean, but shit, even, no, either way. Like, um, yeah. I would imagine that those things have to be. Now, I'm, I'm purely speculating here, but I would imagine they have to be checked in, checked out, some kind of chain of custody. As far as, okay, you would think I'm so. finding this weapon out to you. You are here. We are unresponsible until you check it back into me. Don't give it to somebody. You know, I don't need this walking off into somebody else's hands. And at the same time, ammunition. Okay, hey, we brought some ammo because, we, you know, we're going to take the, the, the actors off and actually give them a little firearm experience. And we're going to have a little fun on the range. Oh, uh, shit, we're in the middle of the desert. Um but, you know, that's like, okay, I bring X amount of rounds and I account for all of those because we're on a movie set and we're using these guns. I, I don't need any accidents. Yes, I'm so no matter the case, if somebody took it or if it was something else, it's the same to me. Yes, there's going to be some interesting questions that, that that we find out about this. And I actually feel sorry for, I'm not a big fan of Alec Baldwin, the person, but I actually agree with with, with Ryan. I, I lo- He's yeah, a great actor. Um, and this is a horrible thing to happen. Um, and, and you know, he's just beside himself. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody wants anything like that to happen. Like, you know, regardless of liability, you know, the reason that I would call for like, like the two safety meetings, you know, the second day people are like, dude, didn't we do this yesterday? And I'd be like, yeah, we did. And we're doing it again now. So my, my yeah, wife, but the reason being is because I don't want to worry about the lawsuit. I want to worry about not getting anybody hurt. Or so my my wife brought up an interesting question. In the day of CGI and pneumatics and all the other stuff they can do, why are they still using like live firearms? Nah, there's something there. Look, I, wait, I wait, can, no, wait, hold I on. Can... You can't. You, part of it is 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 a gun person is going to notice. Um, the old guy when I was younger was was famous for picking apart movies for for firearm things that were that were untrue and unreal. And the highest praise yeah, he right. ever gave any movie was. That wasn't bad. Um, but Open range? <laughs> what, what movie? Terminator yeah. 2. Because uh, um, I, still, I still remember his reaction going, wow! Um, I mean, there was that bitch in 1887 
mayor's leg shotgun or no rifle. It was a rifle, I think. But with the you know the whole um, cartwheel, you know, reload on the on the action there was dope. So. I know I, I didn't want to hound on this too too much, but I know I I, I kind of felt since we are a show who have kind of talked about our enthusiasm of uh, enthusiasm with firearms, it is something that we should at least bring up and no, yeah, talk about. And it's something that people are going to bring up a lot, and it's going to be analyzed to death. And obviously, this is all very very new. More info is going to come out. You know, maybe even by the time people are listening to this. But the thing is, is all of us grew up. At least I, I you know, I'm, I'm assuming. Robin in very much the same way um, but it's at the very least I know I can speak for James and Charney I love guns because guns are cool as fuck they're, they're really fun and they're really awesome and they're really cool and it's badass and that's the reason um, but at the same time as much as we are, are fans of, of guns and the mechanics or the engineering or just the, hey, just see the size of that muzzle flash and, oh, look what it did to a watermelon or whatever. All of us, especially Rob, I'd imagine, um, all of us take this shit incredibly seriously. And it's not something we've ever, like, goofed off with. You know, where where like, oh, hey, look, I'm 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 pointed at you. Oh, don't worry. I'm just joshing you. Like nothing like that has ever happened. And how quickly I would have been tackled by one of you. James would have flown out of a wheelchair to beat my ass if I would have just like if I had checked the gun, known that it was safe and then like waved it at you. James would have punched my throat until it collapsed. (laughs) So. I, I, we're going to, this will be the, the, the last, I'm going to be the, the last person, unless Rob has any comment, who's, who's actually the, the expert in the field was, I've always tell yeah, people no that, kidding. I always tell people that fearing guns is like fearing God. Healthy dose of respect is needed. Yeah. Um, and like I said, CCWCA, if you're in the Sacramento, Alto County area, check out the website. The, they've been doing it since 1987. Number one in Alto Alto County. Um, just bring this up to help educate our fans and listeners about firearms and firearm safety. And we're going to transition right now. Do you want to keep okay. up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to themadtrio.com. I swear we're going to get James a mic that isn't as sensitive wide so that we don't have to hear him pouring his, his adult beverage or whatever this, type he's pouring. I was going right? to say this is this week at ASMR. I in a cup. <laughs> so, uh, having to do another one of those drug tests again, are you? <laughs> with ice cubes so my <laughs> my my favorite thing of the week from cnn is uh cnn it's joe rogan versus don lemon <laughs> oh yeah that's which is <laughs> which is which is hilarious because the, the the one person who in in all of podcast land if that's a word uh who just doesn't give a shit what you know what he says is joe rogan and joe rogan calls uh, cnn's don lemon a dumb motherfucker for doubling down on horse dewormer and in part of this interview <laughs> joe rogan says and i quote i can afford people medicine motherfucker <laughs> he, um, <clears throat> and he says i went to a doctor i got the medication and he had the the, the actual greatest the, the thing in all of the interviews, because he's talked about a couple of times as, as CNN keeps talking about him, he says they 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 focus on on is it ivermectin, as Chrissy said, because he lists like five or six things he took. It's like, right? Why are you guys tripping about one medication? In, in my thought, he says he said he took a Z pack. Out of everything you think they would have been bitching at, it would have been the Z pack, over the counter med. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Instead, he mentioned everything else. And it's just, it's just hilarious. And another part of the, one of the interviews he did, he said, I've got fuck you money. <laughs> no doubt. And he also has like something like eight times the listenership or viewership of CNN as a whole. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So it's, you can't even call CNN mainstream media when you want to compare them to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe, 10 million, uh, uh, 10 million hits or views or, or listens an episode. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I actually heard somebody say, because actually about this episode was like, we need to stop calling them mainstream and call them corporate. Cause let's be honest, when you have a reach right. of Joe Rogan, it's like, Oh, that makes sense. That's more mainstream. right? And, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about Joe Rogan, the reason I actually am a big fan of his podcast is he sits down and does like, he had that conversation with Sanjay Gupta, I think his name is the CNN doctor. Right. And they, they got in a fairly heated exchange about like why about lying about Joe Rogan and uh, Joe Rogan sits down with anybody has conversations. He shares his, op- he shares his opinions and he, he just says, Hey, I'm, I'm, he says, you know what I am? I'm a fighting commentator and an MMA, MMA freak. It's like, I'm not a doctor. So he just said, I'm, yeah, he says, right. I'm a moron all the time. And, yeah. then, and, and, and constantly mentioning, you know, his, his non-expertise and, and, you know, whatever he's just kind of BSing about and stuff. But, but I'll tell you what, I listened to that whole Sanjay Gupta interview and it was a very nice <laughs> conversation. It wasn't even heated. I mean, if anything, the heated parts were, were 50% tongue in cheek, you know, Rogan just kind of flipping a, a little shit here and there. I think but during it was a nice nuanced conversation where where they got to some some middle ground on on things and uh, as far as the ivermectin it, it was it's like look okay the the data on ivermectin doesn't suggest that it that it can do anything it's really inconclusive uh, at best it it does a little bit at worst hey it ain't gonna hurt you you know. Um, so you say but he agreed with them <laughs> on the ivermectin uh, as far as, yeah, no, they shouldn't have called it, you know, like veterinary medicine and, and framed very much in that way. What really came after was when Sanjay Gupta goes back on CNN and is talking to Don Lemon. And basically he was about to start explaining his point and Lemon essentially cuts <laughs> him off and starts mm. going in back, back in on the ivermectin rhetoric. Which, whatever. I mean, however you feel about it, it was prescribed, like like John said, by a doctor. You know, it, it, he, he can afford people medicine, like Rogan said. Um, <laughs> I which like is like <clears throat> I do like that. Down and, and just stonewalled Sanjay Gupta from really explaining any of the nuance that was discussed in that episode. So if you want to hear Sanjay Gupta's actual opinion on these things, listen to Rogan. Because you're not getting it from something like CNN. I think the thing I'm looking forward to about, you know, 10, 20 years from now, from the COVID Trump era is the actual truth of things, because it's such a weird time when you depend on a podcaster who tells people live on his podcast, he's an, he's an idiot and he doesn't know what he's doing yet. It's a better journalist than the people with degrees. And, right. uh, and, well, and, and I think that's fascinating because Joe Rogan used to get hit in the head for a living. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though, is is people got to remember Don Lemon, um, uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, what's the other guy? Jake Tapper. These are the commentators. Shows. They're, they're editorial. 
you know, like there, there was this thing back in the day where on the regular news, the, the, the Walter Cronkite, and I'm speaking a little outside of my age here. Um, a little? It was a little. <laughs> You're the youngest guy in the like 40 years. Kid, I remember, I remember boring ass news. I remember when CNN was just like, hey, here's kind of the facts of the day. This is. You know, they actually got into epistemological discussions of here's how we know this. This is the source we have on this. Here's the data. Um, but people start mistaking people like Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson for the quote news when they're their opinion pieces, their editorials. Well, they're labeled it's a that way. way. To sell advertising, right? <laughs> but but it's like the fine print. It used to be reading a New York Times article. It says right at the top, editorial opinion piece. Um, Nowadays, people turn on CNN, they see one of these shows because that's by and large what they have on there. And they think that they're, they're getting the unbiased news. Well, my, 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 know, Ed, my favorite part about this is there's a, I heard there's a comedian who's on Fox News now who's a conservative comedian. He's, he's quasi-funny depending on which way you lean. And he said the problem with the problem with difference between Fox News and CNN is that CNN labels all their commentators as journalists. And – and it said everybody in, in Fox News, and I actually don't know this because I've never actually, I haven't watched Fox News in years. It said everybody who on Fox News, you know, is a commentator. Like they tell you right off the bat that Tucker Carlson is pretty much a, car, a commentator who does some decent stuff once in a while. Yeah, but to the same level of fucking uh, chicanery that, 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 that Lemon or Tapper does, um, the, you know, I, there's nothing better to me than Jake Tapper's, uh, uh, not Jake. Tucker Carlson's uh, um, still sounds like what a, are you talking about? Face still sounds like, like a porn star. Like he has, I know. Uh, he seems like he <laughs> has that. What are you talking about? Face about eighty-two percent of the time on his own show. Um, that the disdain that that dude can put in his face for who he's talking to is is next to none. But it's still an opinion, and you're getting spin at best. You're getting spin. You know the heavy, heaviest leaning direction you can you can go. It's yellow journalism. Yeah, and, and, and it's just, it's, it's sad because, I mean, shit, I don't have the time to look up all of the sources these people are talking about to try to find the unbiased thing and form my own opinion. It's like reading tax law, man. Like, who's going to dedicate all the time to do that? Oh, man, you should, uh, last time I talked about my cousin about this, God God bless him. And it, like, he'll, he'll tell me, he'll listen to Sia, well, he'll, to get a, an opinion, to, to form it and to understand it. See, he watches MSNBC, CNBC, Fox News, CNN, Al Jazeera. It's like, what? How do you have right. this much free time? He doesn't. Yeah. And then you have to do that weird ass <laughs> Venn diagram, you know, where like, okay, well, this has to be true because this would be a hostile witness. And it's, it's like, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's doing mental gymnastics just to connect the dots. It really and. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's ridiculous. But this, this thing with Fox news, uh, this CNN and, and, and Joe Rogan has been hilarious just because a Joe, they're, they're picking a fight with a professional comedian and the world's largest podcaster. If there's, if there's not a, 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 a thing for great clips. And you know what shit, man, he said it best. Uh, Rogan did. You picked the wrong guy, not the comedian, the platform. Like if he said, if like, dude, if they would have picked, somebody else just some rando to lie about or some guy that doesn't have my kind of reach um and it's rare that rogan really brings up his reach you know he's, he's often actually said i don't want to think about how many people are listening to this because then it's it's going to make me think about it and what makes <laughs> the show good is that he just 
doesn't think there and bullshits with his friend or talks to interesting people. And he's a dummy. He's not trying to be correct all the time. Um, but he said, like, I'm glad they did it to me and not somebody else because I can push <clears throat> back, you know, and that's what he's, that's what he's done. I mean, even it's not like he's going into defamation lawsuits or, or things like that, but it's just been letting everybody know. And obviously everybody's picked it up and ran with it. Like, hey, man, look, I know the facts of this. This is the facts. Here's what they're saying. This is obvious nonsense. When are we going to stop letting this happen? You know? Yeah, this if was... If they're lying about this, what else are they lying about? What else are they, you know, spinning in, in that hardcore of a direction? This will be this will be a very interesting... I, I Like I said, I'm looking forward to see what happens in, like, in, in history. Because this is such a weird moment in my life. Just like thinking about the strange things that I can remember just paying attention to politics was <clears throat> I was too young for Reagan, but I remember the hype for Reagan. The thing that I really remember was the reality distortion field around Bill Clinton and how he never did anything wrong was kind of the feeling I got at the time. And the, the, the ethos was, and especially when you happen to, you know, the definition of is, is, and that, that quasi how unimportant it was. And I thought it was interesting. And then you got Bush, who had the same reality distortion field, but on the opposite side. And it's, it's, it's interesting to pay attention to getting older and, and just seeing how now it went from like the president and the way the news was framing it to how the news frames everything. But instead of being a little bit biased, it's, it's if you're on the opposite side, it's super biased. But if it's on your side, it's almost too much in your favor. It's it's and that should be something that gives people pause. Like, hey, you know what? This is, this seems to be hitting a little bit too many of my endorphins here. This has got to be wrong. It's like, I shouldn't feel this happy. That's why I like. That's the sole reason I love Reddit. Because Reddit is so. Most of the forums in Reddit, their subreddits, are so opposite of, of my political beliefs for the most part. That you read it and it's super challenging, and you you actually get to kind of flex your your, your thought processes. Cause you're, you're, you're actually interacting with people and, and, and getting to flex those muscles that the news really doesn't give you. Uh, yeah. if, if you hit the right subreddits, but, otherwise you're, you're just looking at stuff that should never have been made. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> That's why you don't go down the rabbit hole on Reddit. That's just should be, everyone should know that. You know what though? Reddit Reddit has solved murders. Okay, <laughs> like as far as I'm concerned, they're up there with uh, uh, the Catch a Predator and uh, America's Most Wanted. Like they're 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 a lot of the times doing the Lord's work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So talk about doing the Lord's work. The game that y'all must buy is Audacity. Check it out. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The game where dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And do me a favor, when you go to their website and you check out, use MADTRIO, all caps, one word, get 10% off your entire order from Audacity. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y. And don't forget, last week we had Miss Audacity herself live on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Dune, the new Dune, opening weekend for HBO Max, was viewed by 1.9 million U.S. households from Thursday to Sunday. I was one of those. 
I wanted to. I was too. So I didn't get a chance. You didn't watch it yet. I I was having issues. Spoilers. Really? I'm giving you spoilers. I've read the book. I'm not quite sure what's so (laughs) I know, because you're going (laughs) to hear. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. (laughs) I've I've read the book Um, and I've seen three. uh, Two or three other movies about the damn subject. What's going to be different? So I actually like this one. Surprised that they haven't um, uh, skipping kind of way ahead here. They haven't. (laughs) It said part one. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely part one. So so what they haven't they haven't announced anywhere near like they haven't said like oh by the way part two comes out. As far as I know, they haven't even really been picked up. So, part two. so, so what happened is the director tried to get part two made at the same time. The studio said no, because let's be honest, nobody's ever made any money on Dune, really. Um, David Lynch hated his copy of Dune. The last one that, that was at least close to the book was the Sci-Fi Channel, and it looked like it was done by a high school production team. I mean, it wasn't? It pretty much was. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So this, this is the first one that I think of that has actually made any money. And so I think they were waiting for it to actually make money. Now I did hear that it did get picked up for a second, uh, second movie. However, some parts are going to have to be recast because of prior obligations from what I've heard. And see, that's why I'm wondering old age why the hell and they didn't death. Just, and <laughs> there's a I number mean, of reasons. Like make two of them at the same time. I mean, I like, dude, if you're not going to make the, the, the conclusion of it, don't make it, just don't make it commit to it or don't. <laughs> Well, What's it going to be three years before part see, two? Now, here's the other problem, too. I don't know. Uh, knowing the <clears throat> the first takes on it and a few of the others, I don't know how James feels about it. But, I, I you know, I went into it looking at, okay, this is barely chapter one. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, okay. You guys, you know, you cast your line in the sand, so to speak. And it is it is what it is. And it's done very well. But Did they have the interior, their internal monologue? They no, thank not. God. And, and listen, I I will will go ahead and take a stance on this right now. I'm enjoying. Like I yeah. want to see. I like how it. this works out. So what did you, you know? what did you like about it? Was was it the way it was dre- directed? It wasn't it was, shit. It wasn't shit. <laughs> well, here's. <laughs> I guess it wasn't shit. Or like I wish- trying to be this. <laughs> hey, look, we can do cool stuff like Star Wars also, and it just comes across as cringy. Did, did, you know, did any uh, of you yeah. read the book? No, hell no. no. I never have. Okay, I have then, life. then never mind. Because I'm curious, because the, the reason why I'm asking is if you read the book, <laughs> David Lynch's version actually looks like the book reads. And so I'm curious, like, if, if they went that <clears> far. My understanding from those that have done both, <laughs> read the book and saw this version, is it's very, very true to the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's so probably closer, it's say, closer to the sci-fi channel. John, version. I'll say this way. I'll say it this way. It's very much how the story of David Lynch's went, but it's not shit. <laughs> well, David Lynch's went off the rail in a couple of seconds. It was shit. Well, you're it welcome. Was shit. I'm sorry, you're wrong, but you're welcome to that wrong opinion. <laughs> no, no, um, I, I have a very realistic opinion about it. Yeah, my sister. I'm not fanboying. My sister's going to kick your ass next time she sees you. That's great. I, I, the, you the, know. the David Lynch one was, was trash. <laughs> yeah, let's, let, let, let's both and be honest. Dude, my, my sister could kick your ass. I really wanted to like that damn movie. It's it's a cult. It, it's uh, a, it's it, the the original is a cult movie. I think a you have to have grown up with it around the time or just be a fan of that style. 
Because it's super gritty. You, what you have to do is be beaten down already by the 80s that, that you just accept that kind of shit as like, yeah, it's good for the time, I guess. I, I love the movie yeah, the like first Labyrinth. time I saw it. Like Labyrinth. You've just been beaten down by the 80s so much that you just got to take it with a grain of salt and you, and you forget that you've been doing that so long <laughs> that you should have other opinions. Well, that's so a good example because you. you got people that love David Bowie. Right. And, and the whole yeah. idea is right. Labyrinth, Labyrinth could do no wrong, no matter what. Well, you got the same idea right. with and people are Dune fans that, right. It could do no wrong. Dark or maybe, Crystal. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe they're just a fan of Twin Peaks. The actor oh, in Dune was in Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, I know. I, um, so, this, yeah. so just listen, Brendan Fraser is headed to Gotham City. Guess what villain he's going to play? Joker. Ooh, Two-Face. Ooh, I don't know. Firefly. Uh. Firefly. Oh, Firefly. Really? really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Bat star. He's joined Batgirl. Yeah. Batgirl star Leslie Grace is the superhero with Bad Boys for Life filmmaker Aldris. Uh, a couple of people. So <laughs> I can't. I can't. So I'm. I'm just excited to see Firefly in a live action because I don't. Oh. As far as I know, they've never done him. He's always been a cartoon character. No. Huh. Yeah, he's always been cartoon. Yeah. Or comic. I've never seen him in life. And I like the fact it's a different villain that A is, is part of canon, but it's not the traditional. Mm. You know, I just can't get into any, like after Gotham, I just am done with uh, television Batman stuff. I just, yeah. I just can't do it. Like they have Batgirl out there and I'm like, I don't care. Cause that's the show he's going to be on. Time, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, part so, of it, part of it to me is just superhero movies in general. I mean, Batman's always my favorite, but once you've, you know, once there's been like 25 individual superhero movies, you're just waiting for something better or different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, like, I, dude, we've, how many comics have you read that, that you're like, dude, why isn't this a movie? Why, why am I watching this bullshit when you could have just made this? Well, I can tell you the answer. Yeah. It'll never, it's just, it's too obscure. It's not enough, like blah, blah, blah. You know, it just, it, it, nowadays they're looking for big box office movies. And I kind of think, I don't believe I'm saying this, but I miss people like Uwe Boll, who at least tried something different. I mean, he wasn't the greatest director and most of his movies were shit, but he would make stuff that it, it was definitely off the mark. Who else would make a Wing Commander movie for crying out loud? Yeah, no shit. And I like that movie yeah. and it's awful. <laughs> It had promise. No, that's that's being generous. <laughs> I mean, I like All it. Right, didn't even have promise. Never mind. Matthew Lillard's in the movie is one of the reasons I like it. That's you know, it's funny. He I, is uh, a good. I was I was watching Hackers, and I was surprised that I actually got through that damn movie. Like I, I, I remember that movie apparently too fondly, and I, I was able to, <clears throat> to suffer through it. It's it's yeah. a, it's an entertaining. It's an entertaining movie, partly because it also has an amazing soundtrack. And it, I don't know. I, I love the movie, but it's definitely nostalgic, especially if you know anything about computers and you're like, oof, that's cringeworthy. But it's half the uh, fun. Excuse me, Mr. The Plague. <laughs> but I love that. We are oh, samurai. God, we are samurai keyboard <laughs> cowboys. <laughs> Instead of what the, a lot of hackers were at that period, at point in time, a lot of overweight middle-aged guy, <laughs> white guy. <clears throat> they just use it for porn. I'm pretty sure that's why the internet was invented. Never mind um, stuff to do with the internet. They were just trying to get porn to one part of the world to the other. 
Well, I mean, there is that, uh, what is it? War. Oh God, it's not Warcraft. It's, um, are you talking about a movie? Let's see. Um, war cry, uh, world of Warcraft. Yeah, it was Warcraft. So yeah, it was Warcraft. They made that YouTube little, uh, video of the internet is for porn. It was one of the first songs that was on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there is that. There is that. <laughs> well, they yeah, so yeah, the internet is basically get rid of laser discs. God, oh, yeah. you know, laser discs were so cool, and they lasted <laughs> until C- uh, DVDs took over. They were so cool that the the resolution on them never saw anything like that. <laughs> and if and if only porn had adopted them as their their preferred medium, yeah. they would still be around. They would have. And the most interesting <laughs> thing is they literally survived up until DVDs started coming. Because for people who are really into video, there were only the only way is, is the old guy mentioned to get quality video. Because let's be honest, VHS was iffy at best. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, yeah. shit, maybe porn had decided to go with DVD just because it was easier to tuck into the trench coat when you're walking out of the, the, uh, the <laughs> movie theater or, or the, the video store. That's right. You know, like, so- man, you, I, I'm, I'm finding it too hard to conceal this big-ass laser disc in the front of my pants. <laughs> the one that, su- the thing that, the thing that surprises me to the day, to this day, and the first time I heard about it was 4K porn. Yeah, that didn't make, that, yeah, I'm not sure I want to see that. I know I don't want to see that. <laughs> Never mind. Does that still exist? I remember you Ugh. talking about it, but that did I, that Peter did that go away? Peter or out, ah, I like yeah, it. I was gonna say Peter yeah, out, but I'll like, no, that's gonna bring up too many connotations there. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know, but it's just it's the the worst idea ever. Just the idea of 4K porn is it's it just, just doesn't gross. make any sense, does it? Yeah. Just what you're going to say, hey, that's a set from another movie. Um, <laughs> so do you have a listicle? So I've, I've got, uh, I came, you know, I'm always searching for the top 10 list, right? So I, I did come across, and this is very humorous. So uh, unlike some of the others have been very serious, this one's very humorous. It's the, the top 10 things to do at the mall. Not that anybody goes to the mall. Yeah, I was going to say there's not the anybody, but it, it, it does. It there are a couple of good things that are is I this, found humorous in this list. Is this from 1987? So I, this is I don't know. Somebody apparently still goes to the mall. It must be a different generation. They found sure. one. Is what they're. <laughs> hey, it's not an empty big a big empty building. No, well, all right. So the top ten. Starting with number ten is at the bottom of the escalator. Scream my shoelaces. All right. Number nine at the stylist has to have the hair on the back on your back permed number eight <laughs> ask a saleswoman whether a particular shade of panties matches the color of your beard <laughs> number seven sneak up the saleswoman at the perfume counter and spray them with your own bottle of swank never mind uh six collect stacks of paint brochures and hand them out as religious items oh that sounds like fun that, you could do that that would be good uh, five. Is there even a pet store anymore? This has got to be old. At the pet store, ask if, if at the bulk discounts on gerbil. If you can, never mind. This is really old. You got to know about gerbils. Uh, <laughs> I'll skip that one. Uh, see, number four, hand the stack of pants back to the changing room attendant and scornfully announce that none of these are leak proof. <laughs> this is an old list. Yeah. Uh, number three, ask appliance personnel. Appliance personnel? That's an interesting. If they have any TVs that play only in Spanish. Number two, 
Try pants on backwards at the Gap. Is there even a Gap anymore? Ask the salesperson if they know. make your butt look big. <laughs> and number one, show people your driver's license and demand to know whether they've seen this man. All right, so that's so good. I, I'm just trying to figure out how old that list that was. It's got to be pretty old. Because the last time my wife it's and right I- right next to the porn section. <laughs> through the black curtain. Um, I don't know. I just The last time my that. wife and I were in the, the local mall, we were counting empty storefronts. I haven't been in a mall in so long, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, was, well, no, I take that back. The gallery, I actually was, I wanted to go to the Omega store, but they closed. My, my wife and I went to in Sacramento. It's one of the older malls that are, that are still around like five. I think we were dating at the time. Well, that was a long time ago. Your um, son's going to be five. I know. So we, we were counting store for, I just like half of it was empty. And I'm like, oh man, that used to be KB Toys. And now it's an empty storefront and Walden's books is gone. That was heartbreaking. Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of sad. The whole bookstore thing is kind of sad, but I, I'm no better. I read everything on, I, I have bought a, a paper book in five years. The only reason generally I find a book online is because buying the actual book would cost me $1,500. There's one book. It's called uh, the, the Sled Driver. Yeah. The story about flying the SR-71. Yes, yeah. Buying legitimate copies of it are like two grand because there's only one run book. Hmm. So I found a copy of it online. Oh. And I've always wanted to read the book, but not enough to spend $1,500. <laughs> yeah, I get I buy complete digital uh, Apple books. All I mean, that's all I, I've read 40 some books this year so far. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I'll forget at my books. Uh, um, the last thing I actually bought, I wasn't necessarily a book. Well, I have bought a couple on Kindle, but I actually bought a berserker, which is, uh, Actually, a graphic novel by Keanu Reeves. Hmm. A graphic oh, yeah. novel? How's that going, by the way? I is, wanted to ask you about that. Is it, it, do you mean by a graphic novel? A novel just It's pictures? a comic book. Just pictures. Yeah, it's okay. a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. James, That's what they, they, they switched to, to graphic novels now, not comics. Yeah, I got anymore, it. But they're yeah. comics. Try to fool us old uh, guys. Yeah, it's actually yeah. pretty good, Ryan. I think you would like it. So apparently I'm, I'm, I'm the only person who likes physical media because right now I'm holding my very own copy of One Man's Wilderness, an Alaska Odyssey. It's a book about Dick Prenicky, Um And it's an amazing book, actually, if you know who he is. Um, so I think that's funny is somehow the guy who used to be really into tech is now going backwards in time. Hmm. Okay. Okay, next. Hey, I, I want oh, a I, I want a phonograph, but the real ones are hard to find in quality. Because I think that would be cool. <laughs> I actually wanted to buy a, a radio console, well, but my, my my wife told me we had no room because they're basically giant blocks of furniture. <laughs> yeah, they are. So they really anybody are. Anybody have any uh, stories? Oh, by the way, our one fan that uh, they wanted a shout out. So hello, fan. <laughs> So, my uh, one yeah. last last bit of coming up with something to talk about, and I apologize for that top ten list. It was terrible. I'll do better next week. No, it was just nostalgia. <laughs> it was nostalgia. There you go. You should have been talking about Orange Julius in the food court. 
I liked Orange Julius. Whatever, I remember, hap- whatever happened to Orange Julius? I do too. I remember the restaurant. They're rest- still around. I remember they? the restaurant Orange Julius. And you mentioned to people like, you know, they look at you like a monkey doing a math problem. What are you talking about? There's no restaurant. It's like there was a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I did. I, I liked them. Oh, well. Anyway, so much for that. Um, yeah. Anyways, I saw one at the Arden Mall last time I was there, which was quite a long time ago. So it might not be there anymore. Dodging bullets, I see. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't. Arden. Okay. That's a, that's the, we have two major malls in Sacramento, greater Sacramento area. And yeah. That, that's, that's the one, one all the way down. Yeah. That's one of them. And then the other one's actually in Roseville, Roseville Galleria. Other than that. So yeah, f- I've, for some I haven't re- been to Roseville in a long time. So for some reason you happen to be traveling to Northern California, skip Arden Fair, unless you happen to have some sort of apparatus that can stop ammunition, go to the Galleria. It's a better go. It's a better mall. And if you don't like that, it's at mad trio show at twitter.com. Tell me why I'm wrong. And I'll forward you the press releases. Because uh, you're wrong. <laughs> My. So um, speaking of uh, Northern California, uh, uh, which one of you dummies up there uh, made the monkey's paw wish and wished for rain? <laughs> so we had the, uh, yeah. Huh? That's, a, that's <laughs> oh, hilarious. Oh, these fires. I, 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 oh, I found this monkey's paw. I prayed, uh, I wish that we get some rain. Well, we did it. We had the the, hey, the cyclone bomb. It put the Dixie fire out. Yeah, it did. It put put all the fires <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, it was. A, oh, it was <laughs> we had uh, Sacra- Sacramento, uh, the Greater Sacramento area got the, broke the the old time record back from 1850. We had the most amount of rain oh. ever recorded since that period of time yesterday. Uh, almost almost six inches of rain in 24 hours. Wow. And uh, it was it was something else. I'll tell you that we got as much yeah. rain yesterday in one day as we almost had all year last year. By the I way, mean, what's mm. that? Because I mean, the kind of area that you're in, Rob, and actually, uh, shit, John. I don't know if you're still in the same areas from the last time I was up there some years ago, but uh, that, that kind of an area. I mean, that's got to be kind of a bit nerve-wracking right does that do anything to like no our where we're at i mean we're, we're kind of on a hill everything goes downstream from us so we're it wasn't too bad we've had a few ro- uh, roads in the area that are a little washed out and a couple of culverts that overflow it's, but, uh, it's more, to, more to worry about the city like sacramento near one of the places i used to work when it rained really hard half the intersection was underwater and if you were if you were driving any sort of lowered vehicle it was quite it yeah. was quite amusing the valley areas are really bad the worst part for this this particular time had to do with the fire areas the calder fire areas the dixie fire areas different areas yeah definitely had uh some uh Landslide. erosion and landslides going on there's some definitely some issues with that, I, I didn't hear what happened on Highway 50 today, but apparently there was something heading up to Lake Tahoe uh, in our area. Probably some slides still going on. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. there's uh, rock slides and things like that going on. Yeah, so I, I expect that to be the biggest problem with, with the amount of rain. <laughs> Excuse me, the amount of rain we had. It was just unbelievable, though. It was uh, very impressive. It was definitely what they called the cyclone bomb, so... We can say we lived through it. It's the 100-year rain. Uh, I guess it only happens once every 100 years, so... That's Man, I, I, I missed I missed all the news reports. Or I wonder if they're going to keep going. And you hear that fancy like techno EDM music, and they go twenty twenty. You know, it's twenty twenty one. Close enough. <laughs> it's almost twenty twenty two. Come on, twenty twenty one. The cyclone bomb. Right. Okay. Come Next. on, this, this show's not accurate. Let's not start now. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, yeah, well, wildlife wildlife officials in Colombia have a new issue on their hands. You heard about this, Rob? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. You've heard of the cocaine hippos? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So whoa, whoa, for people whoa, whoa. who, those are two words I haven't heard before. <laughs> cocaine and hippo. Cocaine and hippo. Together. Man, can they party? I'm getting there. My new favorite thing. So the Pablo Escobar. We've talked about him before. What back in his prime, has Pablo. Pablo. had a huge amount of different wildlife animals. He had tigers, he had hippos, he had um, alligators, things like that. Just different. He basically just bought a bunch of animals. So when he had those, three hippos escaped Hmm. and went out into Colombia, adapted to the new area or their new home, and have bred like crazy. So now the the herd is estimated to be eighty, which can completely destroy really? the the wildlife out there. Because I mean, hippos are pretty damn dangerous animals, and they're huge. Hippos are are responsible, and he hears me, you know, being the the funny thing about hippos. Jesus, feel old. Um, but no, hippos account yeah. for for more deaths in in the entire continent of Africa than any other animal. Yeah. Yes, right. So vicious, vicious, angry, spiteful bastards. So the wildlife officials in Colombia are out there trying to sterilize that population now. Hmm. Well, maybe <laughs> well, that's the okay, secret. So you said cocaine hippos. I was really imagining like <laughs> hippos getting together, pitching like really shitty business plans to each other, and uh, actually, uh, I was and thinking cocaine. like bed knobs and broomsticks with cocaine. <laughs> I was I was thinking of that one scene from the 1980s heavy metal movie with the aliens. If you've ever seen the movie, that's quite hilarious. Okay, well, no, yeah. I, I had this, so, you know, idea of cocaine gerbils with hippos, though. Yeah, you know, they, pro- they probably are out there eating the coca plants. Uh, God, yeah, hippos are be. mean enough as it is. <laughs> Get them high in coca plants. A, a methed out uh, hippo? Man, that would be good. <laughs> so what the hell would you use to take down a hippo? A hippo gun? <laughs> yeah, but they're, well, I mean, I'd, I would assume you're I using like an elephant like gun. A, like a, I'd go with like a 500 nitro. <laughs> <laughs> a big gun. So say, are you, are you using the, the, the 30 pound wonder weapon like the Barrett Lightweight 50? No, yeah, dude, if I'm going to sure. go there, I'd, I'd go with the, the double deuce, the two bore. Which I don't yeah. even know if I'd be able to like hold out in front of me. I think no. you'd have to strap it to something. I think it would be I back on what it, you'd be on the back of whatever ATV you're, you're, you're riding on. You'd have you're to definitely going to need some kind of a rest. You're going to be shooting it. Like you do the, uh, the, 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 the Gatling gun and the, the halo warthog. Yeah, I need a shoulder transplant afterwards, too. Well, the double deuce, for the record, was only a, a one-off, but they actually did manufacture a four-bore uh, rifle, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is a quarter-pound uh, ball around. <laughs> There's all kinds of wild stuff out there. If, just yeah, don't, I mean, just don't how, take how, it to a movie set. No oh, shit. How, yeah, how big does a round have to be, though, that you stop measuring it in grains? <laughs> Oh yeah. So if you use a fraction of a pound for this one here. That's right. So if, if y'all want some hilarious videos to watch, there's a bunch of these gun fail videos on on YouTube. 
And there's one particularly where you have these people firing this one particular massive rifle. And usually it involves people flying backwards. Oh yeah. The elephant gun. I can't remember what, what that one was, but I know what you're talking about. There's a couple. Um, so check that out. I mean, my favorite one is a, a young wisp of a thing shooting a Smith and Wesson 500. Cause it's just hilarious. Cause the guy warns her and she still hits herself in the head. Oh, the lady. Yeah. That, that basically yeah. kissed herself with the, with the nose of that barrel. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, so do me a favor, check out CCWCA. If you're in your Eldorado County, Sacramento area, they are the leading number one firearms training and CCW stuff in Eldorado County history since 1987. Also do me a favor, check out audacity.com. That's O D D A S S I T Y. Use mad trio, all one word, all caps for 10% off your final order. And for the California pride, the fat man, the old guy, and who the fuck was that? Ryan Preston, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye.